Shit. We are here with Luis Kalindres. Yes. Yes, Hello. I said it right. Tight. Hell yeah, I'm super excited for this just because I've never really spoken to you, kind of. In a uh, way, I have. Because, like, yeah. a little background for everybody listening and tuning in. We went to college together mm-hmm. at Columbia College. I believe you were in the illustration department. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you are kind of riding this wave of hype from your own work ethic, but also who you've collabed with. Mm -hmm. And if you want, you can give us a little (laughs) background to your story or like where you're at right now, like whatever you feel like sharing. All right. Hey guys, I'm Luis Calindres. I'm an illustrator based here in Chicago. Uh, Well, we're not. (laughs) I'm from Chicago. Um, Like like he said, I'm from, I went to Columbia uh, as an illustrator and I love music. That's always something I've always loved for a while now. And in high school, fun fact, I actually DJed at the sports nice. games. Um, and that's kind of like where I got my introduction to like the whole DJ scene. But not really like... Mike a little bit closer. Um, not really Thank to um, make music, but <laughs> like the whole like idea of like the visual part of it and like the whole industry behind it. I always thought that was really intriguing. Um so that's yeah i basically work in music for the most part i also do murals around the city um and a couple other things here and there i'm a freelancer so i don't stick to one thing nice um and yeah and it's been fun so far (laughs) yeah when you were in high school djing was it like did you want to become a dj or were you drawing at that time um i was drawing at that time um i yeah not i didn't really think i'd pursue djing it was just fun and i I did it for service hours (laughs) because i went to a catholic school um and and yeah and then i just asked like the athletic director at my high school like hey can i like dj your basketball games (laughs) for service hours and you just sign off like at the end of every game he's like yeah sure and then i actually made um this paper mache helmet kind of like dead mouses but it was a ram because our mascot was a ram ah. um so like i made that and it had like little lights in it and everything and then like yeah during the basketball games <laughs> i would be like playing and I, and I was like i would say i was pretty i was like i was pretty comfortable with it i was like okay i can do like cool nice. little effects i know how to like uh beat match and all that so <laughs> <laughs> how'd you feel when people would ask for requests uh, <laughs> um well it's funny because for that i actually had to take requests they were very strict on the playlist yeah, right. um and particularly the um the boys basketball team they wanted specific songs played uh every single time so <laughs> sometimes like the mix would kind of be the same because it would just be the same songs over and over again but I, but because i was able to dj i like switched it up every now and then right. so like i would start out with different songs or kind of do like a little like remix with like some edm song that's how i got into edm too okay because okay. i was like oh what is this like you can these are so easy to like to mix together and like yeah. they sound cool and you can kind of like take a really cool hip-hop song and then like suddenly uh, just switch it i love that i love <laughs> so, when i would be at a dance and i would hear hip-hop just come in because like it was always like pop mm-hmm. like uh what's his name dj Khaled. Yeah. there was that one song everybody's hands go up oh we my went god to yeah prom at the the one of the museums down there so there was like a big ceiling and mm-hmm. when it went everybody's hands go up <laughs> it literally echoed and i remember like it was a corny song but i thought it was 
yeah i mean it was hype it was like the hype song of the 2010s i guess for real (laughs) um did you have any like go-to uh artists you would play or maybe artists you would throw in you're like nobody really knows this and oh with the edm 100 percent. like i I feel like I probably had a big part in introducing EDM to yeah. my high school because the first time, like I, okay, so the the helmet, you couldn't see my face, but I could mm. see everybody. So it kind of helped me see the reactions without uh, having them know that I'm looking for their reactions. Yeah. And I, I, I like clearly remember that like the first time I started to play some EDM songs, they were like, huh, well, like what's this? Or like some people were annoyed. They're like, oh, get this techno sh- like shit yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, but then like I did it for three and a half years. Like after like the first year and a half, like people were already like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like here's yeah. that techno. <laughs> or like here's that trappy. <laughs> Over time, you just fed them it. And then for like the last the last year of it that I did it, it was like probably like one of the most fun ever because everyone was like yeah like high they'd stand up and start dancing <laughs> we had the cool honestly we, we probably had one of the coolest gyms ever in right. the we were in the catholic league um where'd you go to school gordon tech high school which is on california addison which is now depaul college prep which then um, moved somewhere else so okay. it's not even like a real school anymore that's kind of sad <laughs> gotta grieve there a little bit yeah but it's okay yeah. um but yeah like no other team like had a dj and every time the teams would come in they'd be like what, what's going on over there because <laughs> uh, i was on the i was on the auditorium stage okay so like i was like right there in the middle and then the stands <laughs> that sounds like a high <laughs> basketball game did your did your mask like keep your identity hidden or did people know so when i graduated from high school that's when i did it for like a year and a half after mm-hmm. while i was at columbia um actually no it was four years i think yeah it was four years the last year, which was I was a sophomore at Columbia, I didn't know anybody at the high school anymore. So they would literally just see this guy like walk <laughs> up, get on like a little table and then start mixing and yeah. then like leave. And no one ever knew who I was. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Did you like that? Do you like to remain kind yeah. of low key? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the parents would be like, like, can we get a picture with you? Like, who are you? And I would just be like, <laughs> I don't know. Not, not today. Not today. <laughs> All right, Seek. This is my Seek? cat, Seek. Allergic. <laughs> Just Poor Tight. So you are a multifaceted visual artist. Do you have one that you prefer to do, or maybe what kind of like? Where did you start? Did you start drawing, or did yeah. you start painting, or? Uh, oh well, yeah, I probably did start painting, or no, yeah, drawing and painting. Uh, my dad would help me paint a lot when I was younger. Um, and then in high school, I took all of the art classes that they offered and our high school wasn't that big. We only had like a hundred and something in our graduating class. Okay. Um, and by the end of it, I was in a portfolio class with like two other people and that was it. Nice. That's tight. <laughs> um, so it was pretty cool because the teacher would like really focus on us and mm-hmm. kind of help us develop, uh, a portfolio to go to college. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I started off. Cool. Was it, um. Like, did your style, you have a lot of creatures, and <laughs> it looks like analog, robotic things mm-hmm. going on with slime yeah. <laughs> and, like, foliage and mm-hmm. trees and environments nowadays. But yeah. was it, was there themes you would always latch on to? Because for me, I was doodling just kind of patterns, like travel uh-huh. patterns all the time, because it was easy to, like, fake, like, I'm focusing in class mm-hmm. and do that. Did you have anything else that you would um, latch to? 
I mean, I would definitely draw superheroes in <laughs> in class. Yeah. Uh, I did do a ironically this music project in high school where I like I kind of drew all of these equipment things that I envisioned like musicians using like yeah. but not like a, like instruments like i had a turntable i had a computer like a phone and like ah. um and then when i look back at that now it's like wow i was like <laughs> foreshadowing my myself yeah <laughs> did you uh when did you have like the i'm gonna go to college for this um probably junior senior year of high school mm -hmm. i was really loving it and that's kind of where, where our teacher she substituted at columbia so she would tell us that, like, yeah, like, you can go to art school, and if you put in the work, you can, you know, make things happen. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was fun, because I like doing art, so <laughs> I was like, it's, all right, let's see what happens. See it's funny it you bring up putting the work, because I talked about this last night um, with Julia, and it's kind of like a two-part question. Mm -hmm. For me, when I went to Columbia, I interacted with, like, kind of two different types of students in regards to, like, work ethic. Cause like you get some that are like doing the work and creating. Like I always saw you in the studio with Tom all the time. <laughs> that's where I, I think that's where I kind of met uh -huh. you. And all the illustration kids yeah. had to put in the work because your homework was insane. <laughs> but, yeah. um, um, but like then I met people that weren't doing it and they were kind of like walking around like oh like this kind of sucks. But like yeah. as an artist, even outside of school, you had to put in the work if you want to make your portfolio and your yeah. style and your presence felt. So mm -hmm. how do you feel like your experience was at Columbia with that? Um, Did it like phase you at all, like interacting with those type of people? Um, a little bit. Um, I didn't really, like the first half of Columbia, um, I wasn't really in the illustration department because I had mm -hmm. to do all the other classes first. Yeah. I wanted to get all the general classes out of the way first so then I can make the last two years like really, really illustration focused. Um but it was we were we as in Colombia were fortunate to get Chris Arnold. Yeah, um, and he, he was actually the I was the first student that he met. <laughs> wow, which is crazy because I was uh, where was it at? It was at I think I volunteered to help at oh, what's what was that event called where like all the new students come in and not Man of Fresh. Um, no, it was like the beginning of the year where they like they show you around the campus. Yeah. I'm, like just an orientation. I remember yeah. that though. I remember going to that and walking around and seeing. Fun Dunction. Fun Dunction. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I volunteered at that, and and then they're like, "All right, we're gonna put you with faculty members and groups of like six or something." Um, and then when they were announced, "All right, Chris Arnold, uh, he's a staff member. He's in you an illustration. We're gonna put." You six with him. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Did you know of him at the time at all? No, I was yeah. like, hi, I'm Luis. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm Chris Arnold. And then Fuck and then we ended up being like, we just talked like throughout the whole day. Like we were showing everyone around, but like, and the other, I don't even remember who the other people in our group were, but Chris and I, we were really like, we just like yeah. instantly hit it off. Nice. Um, and I think that really helped me um, really bring the focus to illustration because mm. he brought the focus to illustration. Right. Um, so that was nice meeting him and being able to, to be on his good side. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Because I remember when we were all brushing shoulders in the lab in 623 or 624 South Wabash. It was like graphic design department, fashion department, and illustration department. Mm -hmm. And there was like the two Chris's. Yeah. Two, like I was on the outside looking in. Uh -huh. But like they both had their own dynamic, their own style. Mm -hmm. And I remember over time. Wait, who was the one guy? There was, there was Chris. Eliopolis, or Eliopolis, Eliopolis, Chris Arnold, and then there was Ivan? another dude, Ivan. 
Ivan, yeah, you guys had like this trifecta of like working dope artist. Like, were you not in the illustration? No. Where were you? I did graphic design. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like, I was in the lab so much that I ended up talking to Chris Eliopoulos. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, I said that right. But he was really cool because we would yeah. just talk about hip hop. Like, <laughs> we talk about hip hop and like weird shit, conspiracies. Yeah. I remember one time. Dude, he, he, he has great. He's he's so funny. Like he he would tell me that like he used to rave when he was younger. Like go to like those old school trance concerts. Yeah. Or what, whatnot. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I know I think he's a dad, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, you guys had pretty cool characters yeah. in that department. Whereas the design department, we had like structured based teachers here and there mm -hmm. there was like some cool guys i remember having a teacher who like worked for uh playboy mm. so he was like oh fred nelson yeah yeah that guy was cool yeah. that guy was cool i liked him and that he's was, awesome yeah i don't know columbia i really enjoyed columbia and i got the most out of it mm -hmm. but i felt there was people that uh you know didn't do the work yeah you know so it's, it was kind of interesting to mm -hmm. hear your sight on it yeah what like there's like a like some of my other friends who I've like still known from Colombia, we all kind of like saw that too. We we're like, yeah, it's just you know, they just we we got to kill it then, right? <laughs> like, yeah, we, yeah, we gotta, we gotta like this project sounds like ass, but we're gonna we're gonna right. do it anyway, and we're gonna make it the best. We're gonna throw it down. Um, there was a did you, did you have to take photography? Was it required? I don't think at Columbia. Um, we it was required for illustration majors. And my friend Adelaide Olea, he's an illustrator too. I don't know if you know. Maybe by uh, face. Um, but we both took photography one, which was required. And we were like, <laughs> we don't want to do this, but whatever. Uh, we ended up getting the highest grades out of everybody. And we everyone else were photo majors but us. Nice. So we were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> was it? Uh, like, how come you guys aren't doing Film-based photography, DSLR? We used DSLR, yeah. Okay, tight. Um, we just thought that was like going off of what you're saying about putting in the work. It was just odd to us. We're like, we we don't even want to be here, but right. we're like, we still want to at least do our best. What drives you? What's your like, just kind of being present, um, showing up to see what you can make, or do you want to like get somewhere with all? This? I just want to be. I like when I finish something and I'm proud of it. I'm like, even if no one really responds or reacts to it, mm -hmm. I'm just like this is so cool i made this like i'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> that's so genuine too because like there's times in artist's life where you just doubt yourself mm -hmm. for maybe like months at a time but if you have a piece where you're like yeah yeah I made that. That feels that's how i felt about that octopus yeah piece. that's so cool I yeah that was it. like the first in the whole series i did but like that feeling of just being like hell yeah i made it yeah <laughs> um how long did it take for you to get your style like um probably like my whole like senior year mm -hmm. i think that's when it's started to have things that have still carried over to now um but I'm, i feel like i'm still developing mm -hmm. um, but probably yeah senior year okay and to point to a specific moment with chris e's class one of his projects was pick a song uh choose lyrics from it and then illustrate that okay and then i was nice. like this is kind of fun yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah that's like where i really got the start of okay doing art for music so yeah where does that how do you get to all right i'm gonna correct me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. i feel like i've said that every podcast just because i'm learning about no people i'm talking to <laughs> but you've worked with some pretty dope artists some big artists um in the music scene mm -hmm. um if you want to speak on that how did <laughs> how did that come to be and how uh, was that experience for you so the first big 
person I work with was Rez, which was in my senior, well, post-senior, because I had to come back to take two classes. Okay. <laughs> and that's when I uh, reached out to, uh, this is advice from Chris Arnold, by the way, reach out to as many people as you can via email, because you don't have to talk to them. You don't have to worry about face-to-face. It's not mm-hmm. awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, just send out emails, and you don't have to respond back like instantly. You can right. wait a bit. Um, so I just sent out all these emails to all these artists that I found, um, all their managers, not particularly the artists. Um, and I sent maybe like 40 or 50 emails total within wow. the span of a couple months. Um, and then I got like 10 responses back. Um, and then two of them went through. Uh, another fun fact, uh, this yeah. project didn't go through, but I almost did something for party favor. I think I know. Um, he's, he's another <laughs> DJ out there who's who's making things happen. Um, and he, his manager, I didn't, I never spoke to him, but his manager was saying that like, this is good that you're doing this, you know, reach out to people. Um, I hate to say it, but sometimes you may have to do like one or two projects for free, especially yeah. you who's just starting off. Right. Um, but like, don't, don't let that be a consistency. Like mm-hmm. if, if it's like a, a person that you really want to work with and you think that you can really like pull through with it, then, go for it so then i was like all right and then um rez's manager responded back was one of the people that responded back it's like hey we really like your th- your work um she has a new single coming out on soundcloud for free download <laughs> yeah. at the time yeah yeah and he's like do you do you just want to do this art this cover art for her and i was like yeah <laughs> Hell yeah um, where was she at in her career if you remember at um she was with she only released one ep with mousetrap okay um she wasn't a headliner yet she uh she actually played that spring awakening before i started working and she was like one of the bottom names Ah, okay okay (laughs) um but i I found one of her songs on itunes and i was like oh this is cool i like this all right i'm gonna write it down the list of emails nice (laughs) um so then yeah so then uh he connected me with her and then we went back and forth with the art and then it came out and then a couple months later, she emails me back saying, hey, do you want to work on my EP? Whoa. And like, we'll pay you and everything. And I was like, I did oh. the first one for free. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why like, yeah. I, I went back to that one manager. I was just remembering what he said. I was like, oh, like it, it worked. Right. <laughs> like yeah. just maybe once and that's all you need to do. And then they'll come back. Right. So, <clears throat> so then, yeah, we did the EP and then we did another, her debut album and then the album after that. Damn, that's <laughs> wild, man. That's, uh, was that, did that shock you? Were yeah. You like, like, oh shit, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Was there moments of uh, nervousness going into it? Or were you like, let's fucking go? So the crazy thing was that I wasn't, I was kind of nervous because just the idea of like, oh, I got a client like on my own. Like, here, yeah. let's do this. Um, she wasn't that big at the time. So I wasn't super nervous. I was like, oh, there's this, this cool EDM artist I've never really heard of, but mm-hmm. she seems cool. She has some cool songs. Right. Only like six or seven songs were released by her. Um, so like I actually got to like be with her as she blew up. Yeah. Um which was pretty wild. <laughs> Did you uh how would you stay in contact? Email, text, phone calls? Emails and texts. Uh right now we don't communicate that much because just like any other artist like you like you have your visuals for like this project and then yeah. you want something different for the next. Um But yeah, like it was through email and mostly text when okay. we were really working it was mostly text. Yeah. yeah. Probably she's probably in the studio. Yeah, studio. <laughs> she said she just and... did everything on her laptop. Like nice. she didn't really. Well, I'm sure right now she has a great studio. But, yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, yeah. it was it was pretty wild because I That's got to amazing. see her grow as well. Because she used them at like Red Rocks, I think. Right? She what? Did she use your visuals at Red Rocks? Uh, she used for her for her mass manipulation album and certain kind of. Well, I didn't really do visuals that much. Animated visuals for certain yeah. kind of magic. For her mass manipulation, yeah, she used it pretty much at all her shows because we did a music video, so she would yeah. play the music video pretty much at every show. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. With Adelaide Olea, he was the animator for that. Okay, nice. <laughs> shout out to the, that yeah. man. Man or woman? Man. Man, shout out to him. Wow, so Rez. And then did you, I might have, I think I remember this correctly, Dr. P? Yeah. Dr. Dr. P? That was crazy. That's yeah. where I got nervous. Really? Because <laughs> I used to listen to him in high school, so yeah. that's when I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> DJ Luis, Dr. <laughs> P? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty insane. And the crazy thing, again, going, if anyone's listening uh, for advice, if you email somebody and don't get a response quickly, don't lose hope, because I emailed him and I got a response a year later. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And his manager was like, hey, Luis, sorry uh, for the delay. <laughs> sorry for the delay. One year later. And he's like, yeah, like we were looking through your portfolio and like we really like what we see. Uh, would you be willing to do some animated stuff for Dr. P for his next for his next tour next year? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> round two, baby. Yeah, I was like, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so how's that process for you? Do you get a concept from them? Do you ask them for a concept? Um, Sketch it out. They usually tell me what they want, which is nice because I like a direction. Um, it's yeah. actually a lot more difficult when they're like, just do something cool and trippy. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, OK, what well, do you have any themes in your music or is there like a is there something? <laughs> Give me something. Um, but yeah, he they were saying that they wanted some cartoons, um, um, which was funny. They actually. This was maybe the one exception where it actually worked out. They didn't really give me that much of a direction. They just said cartoons and characters. Um, and they were pointing at like my characters and cartoons. So I was like, okay, so there's there's something there. Yeah. Um, and then it ended up just being... So I worked with another animator named Darren Kuhn. Shout out to him okay. also. <laughs> Shout out to Darren. Um, Darren. Darren. Sorry. <laughs> Darren, it's okay. <laughs> um, so I, re I met him through a mutual friend at Columbia. And I was like, hey, bro, like um are you down to do like an hour's worth of animations because <laughs> that's what they asked for they wanted an hour well, um it was a long time i was like yeah we're pretty much gonna make a movie yeah <laughs> but no no stories or anything it was just kind of visuals and then we threw some ideas to them and they're like yeah we like this let's let's go for it um and then we did those and then we kind of like experimented with other ones and they're like yeah we really like that too and then sean dr p sean um he was like, I really like that you guys are kind of just experimenting and do your thing. Just keep doing that. Nice. And then Darren and I were like, all right, let's just get really <laughs> wild. Then. And then amazing. they started liking everything. And then we were like, all right, cool. This is, this yeah. is great. Wow. That must be very, because once you're in it and you kind of have that foundation, then you, it is up to your imagination. Just mm -hmm. do whatever you want to do. Wow. Yeah. So what was that? I'm trying to think for like the business minded side of you. Mm -hmm. When you... Because you originally reached out to them, and then they reached back. And mm -hmm. at this point, you probably worked with Rez. Mm -hmm. So you've had the experience, and then there's, like, time that goes into it. So, like, share what you want, but what? how do you ask for money or, like, 
uh, compensation? Like, is it kind of like, I've done this before and I, this is going to be a lot of time. I got to pay rent. And mm -hmm. If you're going to want my time and energy, yeah. I got to be taken care of. Type thing. So one thing, uh, I never really thought about that, but not thinking about it, I realized that something I always do is you just ask for it with them knowing that you're going to ask if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So for example, let's say, for, let's use us two as an example. You're like, Hey Luis, I need some art for my music project. And I'm like, okay, cool. What do you want? Mm -hmm. Uh, what kind of like, what kind of themes, what kind of cool things do you get inspired by? And you tell me, you're like, Oh, let's do some spacey stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool space. Like maybe some spaceships, aliens, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you're like, yeah, I need this by in two months. Um, and can we just get like a cover? And then like a social media banner. And I was like, yeah, perfect. I can definitely do that in two months. Um, all right. So we got the cover, the illustrations. I'll give you sketches, blah, blah, blah. Um, the quote would be this. Okay. And then that's it. <laughs> like, so you get all that information. So you can kind yeah. of time, concept. Yeah. Um, how much of work or like how many assets yeah. are going to be provided? Because some people just need a cover. Some people want the whole thing with like they want a flyer. They right. want to cover the social media banners. Yeah, everything. So I think that's important to highlight because it's an artist. You're usually your own manager, mm -hmm. and like when you're first starting off, like do something for free so mm -hmm. you can get the foot in the door. But then after that, you gotta like you're leveling up yourself. You know? Yeah. So it's good to have that managerial mindset, mm -hmm. you know? Because I've got caught up in my own ways where I'm like. It's a homie, and I'm like, I'll just do it for them for like yeah, that price. Yeah, but then you're like, sure. while you're doing that for like low price, you're thinking about like, I gotta make money, so you're not actually like in it, in mm -hmm. it, you know. So it's kind of a, it's good to hear your process. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're taking it professionally oh, and thanks. like breaking it down because I feel if I was a client, because I actually called you a couple months ago for mm -hmm. my music video, yeah. And what happened was I got everything stolen from me. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of, I mean, honestly, I had a really big moment fall going into winter where I kind of like took a step back and I looked at how I was approaching music and I realized I was like rapping to become like another rapper I really admire which I I don't like right now in my life just because mm -hmm. one I wasn't having the most fun while doing it because I was like mm -hmm. not nervous but I was just self-conscious about it so now it's like I took in a step back and now I'm learning how to actually like play guitar and learning some yeah. basic music theory so one day maybe we will collab. Yes. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember we had a phone call and it was very like, hey, I, I like that it was a phone call too because it was like, I got to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. We got to go back and forth and I really appreciated that because I felt confident if yeah. we were to move forward, something uh -huh. was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then I gave you like four or five songs to choose from and you picked the one you liked yeah. the most too. So we talked about high school, DJing, mm -hmm. college, DJing. Yep. how you got to Res and Dr. Mm -hmm. P. Um, what are you currently working on right now? I see you doing a lot of murals with Tom. Yeah. Um, so that seems to be the thing going on right now. Uh, probably because of everything that happened last year. Um, something that I learned in high school from my art teacher was that like some of the best art comes from the biggest tragedies. Mm -hmm. Um, there's always a renaissance after something bad really happens and Ooh, I like everything. Huh? I like that word, the renaissance. The renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like everything with COVID and like the George Floyd protests and everything and all the political stuff that was happening, it really brought out all the artists mm -hmm. like yeah. to really showcase their view of like the future, like hope and love and all mm -hmm. that. Um, and I feel like, Chicago in particular really grasps that like everywhere you go in the city now so there's much art, art everywhere oh, I love it um so I think that's why 
like the mural stuff took off with Tom and I. Mm-hmm. Like we did the, the most murals in the past couple of months than we have like in any other year. Damn. So like it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and we love that. Like it's something I love to do too. Like making really big visuals on a wall or or something that people can come and look at and yeah and stuff did you how do you do you sketch it out on the wall or do you project it um so it it depends um so something that tom and i like to do a lot is we call them doodle walls um and we we tell this in advance to the client where like if if they want a doodle wall like we're gonna just literally improvise it on the spot um so we tell them that we're like this is gonna be improvised so we don't really know what's gonna happen but it's gonna be cool we can show you other ones we've done um and so like with those we just go at it like we just um sometimes they give us a theme like the last doodle wall we did they wanted us a, a dystopian chicago mm. so we're like all right let's let's make crumpled buildings let's add monsters maybe the river is like overflowing the whole city <laughs> and there's like giant monster birds in the sky or <laughs> yeah. like literally just like things we were having on the spot um so we while have you, while you're in front of the wall yeah wow. <laughs> um sometimes like the wall would have like a bend or some sort of part that's cut out so we like to incorporate that with the mural too um so that's what we do for doodle walls and then uh sometimes they want to be something very specific well not very specific but like they want to see the final before it's on the wall yeah um so for that yeah we would sketch it out show them and then refine a little more Mm -hmm. and then really refine it okay (laughs) like we've had clients where that like they're not that it's bad or anything it's just that they're very like all right, what if this character was doing this instead? Or mm-hmm. if these colors were d- different? Or what if we added this in the sky? So, like, so then we just do that. And then once it's all uh, confirmed and everything, which honestly, at the end, that's probably better. Yeah. So then we don't have to figure things out on the spot yeah. or mess up or something. Um, cause, and then we project it. That's when we project okay. it. If we have the final image, we have a projector we put on the wall and then we just trace it. And nice. it's super fast. So yeah. it actually benefits us right because we right. get it done much faster yeah on the 624 building there was that i don't know if you remember it but there was like a black and white peacock next to the big pyramid mural it's like so i remember the the colorful pyramid yeah. looking with the eyeball yeah it. yeah so right next to it, it's like a smaller black and white peacock which my friend uh maybe you know her andrea dunn um she was in the graphic design design department mm-hmm. at the time we were going there but she entered a contest contest to paint a mural she won the contest she didn't know how to do it she asked for my help uh-huh. i helped her create it um but while we were out there we didn't i didn't i i've done large-scale paintings mm-hmm. and i like took from what i learned from like graph artists and like other things but i really didn't have much experience <laughs> so what we did was like we outlined the whole thing and then we gritted it out mm-hmm. and then we had the design on paper like gritted Grit, it out. yeah so then we did it that way and then we had a friend i don't know if I think Leo, do you remember Leo? He's a short kid. No. He's really good at calli- calligraphy. He might've been graphic design too, but he came up, he's like, why don't you just project it? And, <laughs> it, and in my head, I was like, I had a couple thoughts. I was like, at that time, at least I don't feel this way now, but I was like, that's fucking cheating, bro. <laughs> and I, too, I was like, that's not hip hop. Like hip hop, you just like, cause at that time yeah. I was really big into hip hop. Hip hop, you just throw things up and you th- make it dope. But then, like now I bought a projector for that reason yeah. and it does save so yeah. much time. Oh, and like proportions, especially mm. if you're doing bodies. Yeah, 100%. Like, oh. you, you also got to think about it, like, from a business perspective. Like, you're doing less work, but still getting paid the same. Right. So, like, right, right. 
Like if we, if we had to do that one mirror I was mentioning earlier, like by hand, like mm -hmm. using a grid, it would have taken like Woo. more than a week and we finished it in like three days. So, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, it, it's, it's nice to have that. Plus we made the original design. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> what would you say for like, uh, foundational skills mm -hmm. are like either maybe your favorite or most important to learn, like the basic, like light in terms of what, like, just like kind of to feel confident in what you do because like for me i don't really have a good handle on light mm -hmm. or uh like color palettes or mm -hmm. theories you know monochrome trichromatic yeah. all that shit so like i'm just curious like how do you feel about those fundamental skills to have when you approach creating something i'm a little confused so like so like Say you're taking a, like, uh, what's it called? Those classes where a naked person comes in. Yeah. And you really got to focus, like, on contours and textures and mm -hmm. shading and making sure, like, if the light source is hitting them from this way, that the nose has the highlight and, like, all that. I don't really have that type of stuff. Like, that skill set to mm -hmm. just do that from memory. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have to learn that. But I feel like I have a graphic design style that works pretty well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you, I guess maybe I can reword it. Do you have any kind of things within your own creative process that you kind of utilize more than other things like do you um, i know you got like bold wavy lines yeah i was like, about to say that i was like, definitely line work yeah. I f that's probably what i'm most comfortable with and love to do the most um, um i use a brush pen okay so that's like literally the the thing i use for everything <laughs> like yeah. everything comes from a brush pen Damn. um so yeah that's probably what i lean towards most line work the line work mm. and the colors mm. <laughs> um tight so and then colors i get inspiration from like concerts mm. like the visuals that they have there mm. uh and i also get inspiration from movies when it comes to themes and, okay yeah. <laughs> do you have any favorite movies jurassic park oh shit that was such a quick <laughs> boom <laughs> All the old ones and the new ones? Yeah, all any, of them. All Every of them? single one. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not the, the very last one. That one was my least favorite. But Jurassic Park or Ooh. Jurassic World 2 or something? Yeah. Yeah. But one through four is mm, okay. cinematic. Uh, any other movies? The Mummy. The Mummy? Uh, I haven't seen it. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is yeah. definitely up there. Uh, what else? Did you watch Game of Thrones at all? I did. I did not like the ending. Oh, the ending fucking. Yeah. <laughs> the whole show, I'm, maybe for you too, is like, I got so hyped. There was points where I was standing on my seat, the blood wedding, like yeah. everybody dying, and <laughs> like winning, and like the zombies when you yeah. first see them. And then they rushed it. Yeah. Oh, they rushed it. I so can't much. even imagine. Did you start watching it when, like, when it premiered? No, or? I kind of, I think I started watching it once like season, because there was what, eight seasons? I think so, yeah. Seven seasons? I was like started kind of in the middle. So okay. I got to binge the first four and then I followed the rest. I, I was sort of in the same boat. I started around like season six or yeah. seven. Um, and I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so like I can't even imagine like people who started from the beginning, right. like every Sunday. Every, <laughs> right, right, and right. And then get given that finale. Like, I, I would have been probably even more pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and by that time, my mom was watching it. So me and her watched the finale. Mm -hmm. And we were both, like, we were both talking so much shit. <laughs> we were just sitting there like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. We just watched this first. We got so hyped. We made this yeah. thing. Daenerys just gets stabbed. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Don't even fucking watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's 
you're gonna get disappointed. <laughs> did you see the new uh, Joker movie? I did. What'd it you was think? great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DC or Marvel? In terms of movies or all, all everything? Oh, that's just in everything, I guess. And everything, yeah. probably Marvel. Okay. Yeah, probably all right. Marvel. <laughs> all right, 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 right. That's how I feel too. However, that Joker, yeah, was like, I love dark shit. So like, when DC gets it right, they get it right. Yeah. So yeah that's yeah. how I feel about them. Like, I'm I'm not a huge fan of most of their movies, but. Everything that involves Batman is usually good. Mm-hmm. Fuck DC. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. you um, didn't you vend at Comic Con? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How's that? How's that? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it was fun two years ago when <laughs> when I was able to travel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you did a tour with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I went to sixteen different cons in 2019. Ooh. Um, I was gonna be. 13 2020 but they all got canceled so yeah Damn. <laughs> um but yeah it was fun like i had at a little again <laughs> he would come with me to some of the outer uh out of state ones um and then tom too we we went to a couple as well and it was just so fun because we yeah. got to just travel to all these different cities um and like meet all these cool artists from like the local scene there mm-hmm. um I think one of my personal favorites was Lexington in Kentucky. Okay. Uh, we did we did a horror convention there, uh, which was really cool because, yeah. like, I'm super into horror, too. Um, and, like, the city was so cool there. There was this really, really good coffee shop that was... Uh, there was literally, like, paintings on the wall and paintings hanging and crafts hanging everywhere. Like, nice. there was just colors everywhere. Um, and there's like, this giant chalkboard where you can draw something on and they erase it at the end of the day yeah um so that was that was that was a really cool thing in lexington um i also went to toronto for their comic convention which was great too that was also one of my favorite places i've been to it's just like chicago if it was a much more chill okay like they have their lake they have their like highway along the lake and they have Whoa. the downtown um it was literally just like chicago All just right everyone was way nicer and <laughs> and just not as much like <laughs> grunge yeah <laughs> yeah that's amazing i love comic cons too i've only been to a few i've ended one at columbia okay yeah two day thing at ink, like, the ink fest one or was the one be- like earlier before? I, actually no i did it twice so it was probably was it ink fest that was like two years ago really no i wasn't in school then this was my senior year, so that was like 2016. Oh, so then I think it was just like Colum ColumCon. ColumCon, yeah. Um, and that was my first taste of it because I was next to this dude, Buck, Art of the Tin Man. I don't know if you that know that guy, but he like that sounds familiar. Yeah. Wait, is it Joseph? Joe? Yeah. 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 Shout out to you, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, Joe. I, I still remember you. Uh, we I met him at Replay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Dude. That's what I love about Chicago artists. Like everybody's so connected. Like even if it's just from music to murals to murals to dancers, like everybody's mm-hmm. connected. But like, he was the first guy I ever interacted with because we were set up right next to each other, and I kind of only had four or five posters. I was just a kid that mm-hmm. was vending because I could, mm-hmm. and he had like yeah flip books of universes and like different like trinkets and tokens and all these things i think he was dressed up too and i was like he's big in cosplay yeah i was like people do this so that was my first dose at Colum con and mm-hmm. then i ended up just going as a fan to uh the one at the mccormick place c2e2 yeah yeah dude oh c2e2 is so great i love it because like you interact with people that are so like their brain is just going like i remember one artist she had like 
very detailed. It almost looked like almost like photos, but it was ink made out of pen, like just ballpoint mm-hmm. pen. But then the background was scientific formulas to like for like the speed of light or some shit. <laughs> like her brain was just on that level. Oh, and man. like you could just ask him one question and be like, where did the inspiration of this character's like weapon come from? And they have a whole, whole back story. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. Cause like you kind of, I mean, especially now during COVID, you don't interact with many people mm-hmm. that are like, they're kind of the ones consuming entertainment. Yeah. These humans at Comic-Con are like, they got universes yeah. in their brain. Yeah. I love, I want to go back to what. <laughs> yeah. How was uh like that experience of ending for you? Was it stressful at times? Like, cause I know for me when I go, I'll usually live paint at mm-hmm. shows and concerts and like, it can be a task to bring yeah. a whole crate of stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the beginning it was stressful, but then over time I had my own routine and got everything mm-hmm. organized. Uh, like when I first started, I had to make like four trips to the car and yeah. now I have it. So it's just one trip. Yeah. Do you so, have like a dolly now? Or I do. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Like it has wheels. There's like, I stack a certain way so everything fits and. Right. Any yeah. other tips for anybody with that? Cause that's like, that's kind of, you just have to learn through experience. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you just have to, it, it really depends on what kind of work you're showing off too. Like mm-hmm. some people who have all originals, like they got to make sure like they're like safe and secure in yeah. a really big box. Right. Um, but like for me, I just have prints. So I have one box that has all the prints um, separated individually. Um, and then like my, li- my little pins are in a box. Okay. So you try to be organized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Being organized is <laughs> be, huge. Yeah, you got to be organized for that. Yeah, especially because like at the end of the day, when you're really tired and you got to pack up, mm-hmm. like it's just easier yeah. to have slots to throw it in. Yeah, exactly. Um, also have cash in hand. Mm, well yeah. actually i don't know how it's gonna be from now on so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the time <laughs> paying in bitcoin yeah. <laughs> yeah. are you um, into you, cryptocurrency at all uh i so i have money in what's that one what's that one app i don't know anything there, about there's it. an app for bitcoin i forgot what it was called but i have to sign back into it because i know i left money in there <laughs> <laughs> i saw a funny meme dude it was like man has three million dollars in bitcoin he has forgot his password yeah. and he has two more chances left <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally i'm in the same boat yeah like i i know i purposely left money on that and not touch it for a while because yeah. that's that's at least how i see it um and yeah and apparently bitcoin is making a comeback right now so i gotta i gotta go see if i can get back into my account <laughs> there you go um you talked about your vending res comic-con mm-hmm. inspirations horror horror tell me about horror what do you want to want, know about horror what do i want to know about <laughs> horror because like I, I love horror uh, yeah so i have like a dark sense of humor but i also really enjoy dark shit that scares me i don't really i can get down with gory stuff mm-hmm. but i really enjoy movies or just content that fucks with my mind like what was the one that hereditary was, midsummer Midsummer was really <laughs> Midsummer was more like cringy. Yeah. More than like I didn't walk away from that feeling like I had to run up the stairs from mm-hmm. my basement. But there was a uh, fucking what was the one where the mom gets possessed by a demon? The conjuring. The oh, con- the which conjuring one? was really the cool. The first one? Yeah, the first one. <laughs> it was super cool because it left up to your imagination to mm-hmm. make up the demon until they showed it. Yeah. So what kind of horror do you like? Do you like Oh man, I I love everything. <laughs> I, I'm not super into the possession stuff anymore, only because mm-hmm. I feel like it's overdone. Yeah. Um, 
Like I want slashers to come back. Okay. Because they haven't really had a comeback recently. Mm-hmm. Um or like cult stuff is kind of creepy. Mm. Um or monsters like if like I think Netflix is the one that has this genre. It's like nature horror. Oh. And it's like oh. when it's like a giant alligator or if it's like jaws or yeah. Or, or like that one movie, The Ruins. Have you heard of The Ruins? No. It's about these this group of college kids, of course, <laughs> who uh, go to Mexico, I think, and they climb up a pyramid, and then they get trapped up on the pyramid, and there's like these oh. vines that attack them while they sleep at night. Damn. And, and there's also this, I think there were indigenous people outside too who are like trying to get them down. But it's like, it's like, that's so like random, but cool. Yeah. Like stuck on a pyramid <laughs> with evil vines. <laughs> do you like corny movies too? Like corny horror? Or do you? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Uh, what's, what's. There was one, I think it was called, uh, not the Green Mile, the Green Road or something. But it's kind of a similar thing. There's these college students <laughs> that go down to the this indigenous part of South America to, I think, exploit like some oil company down there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was so corny. You know, remember Spy Kids? Mm-hmm. The kid with the orange hair? Yeah. He uh, was one of the characters in it. So it was like kind of like a weird, like, C <laughs> list celebrity movie yeah. thing. But they end up getting do- going down there and like so much blood. <laughs> but the way they would die was so funny. And me and my brother were just laughing at it the entire time. But it was, it was kind of creepy too because they had really good makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you ever get into like doing makeup? Oh yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Even so, sometimes for ha- Halloween, I would do it. Like I would just paint like my face with a design. Um, but yeah, that that could be fun. Yeah. At least at least designing it. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not actually doing the makeup itself, it'll be cool to like design. That'd be amazing. Cause I used to go on like little uh, binges on Instagram. Like once you find the pocket, of, like I remember one woman made like teeth on the bottom. Yeah. Of her- Job. so it looks like it's a giant mouth yeah. <laughs> oh and it's so grotesque and it's so like when you find someone good with that ugh. have you heard of shutter no it's this streaming site that only has horror okay and it's the best <laughs> oh you have to pay for it yeah it's like 50 dollars a year okay um and they literally have the most obscure horror movies you'll ever find like they have like their classics like yeah. they have like they have a pretty big catalog like they have the nightmare on elm street their halloween's their creep show one and two all those mm-hmm. but then they have like these like 1970s italian horror movies what? or like like movies that like only get premiered on shutter because it's like horror mm-hmm. and and it's really really cool nice <laughs> there's some Which... really weird stuff in there uh, <laughs> in a good way yeah did you didn't you do a couple uh themed bars this year yeah. uh, oh like, not yeah this year maybe yeah last year i guess um or yeah 2020 um yeah replay um tom and i are part of this group of artists who decorate replay into mm. a pop-up. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that gets a lot of hype around the city. Yeah. <laughs> the Rick and Morty ones, SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Always Sunny? Was there an Always Sunny yeah. one? The Office one was the biggest one that we've had. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one we did? Oh, Stranger Things. Okay. Um, and then we've done... Pokemon, South Park. We did a Fortnite one. Oh, wow, they did a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've done a ton, yeah. Was it like monthly? Basically, yeah. Like every two months, yeah. Wow. Was that fun for you, a challenge? Uh, how many people were involved? Uh, Definitely a challenge. It was fun, yeah. Especially when it was like a property that I knew of. Yes. There were always like, there's eight core artists. Um, And there was never a time where like we did one thing that everyone knew about. Yeah. 
um it was always be like two or three were like well, we don't know what this yeah. show or movie is or <laughs> but we'd, we'd end up doing it anyway um so yeah, that, that that's really fun um but it's <laughs> it's it's definitely been one of the more challenging things we've done because of the mm. tight deadlines right um like for the spongebob one for example we were literally painting the we we built sculptures of the three characters mm. and we were painting them outside while people were waiting in line uh-huh. saying, when is this going to open? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh. So then we, we, we ended up just saying, like, give us a half hour. We'll open. And it was like 6 or whatever. And we're like, it'll open at 6.30. And we painted them. And we had to put a sign that said, like, wet paint. Don't. Yeah. You can take pictures with them. Just don't touch them. Mm-hmm. But then people didn't listen. Uh, and, like, a, a whole bunch of people. No, not really. Ruined their clothes okay all right nice that's fine yeah <laughs> um, like we, we put the sign there so was that a lot of interactive artwork when people go there like what can they expect is there like things on the menu too that are yeah coming? so there is always a custom drink menu based Ooh. on whatever property that it is um we try to make it as interactive as possible like for pokemon that was probably the m- yeah pokemon was probably the one that was the most interactive because we did we printed out well, not printed. It was like a mix of printing, toys, um, and paintings on the wall of all the original Pokemon. Okay. Um, all 100? Yeah, all 100. Ooh. I forget how many there were. 120 something. Well, I the know. original, like the OG yeah. ones. Um, and then we had a drink menu that had all eight of the gym badges. Okay. And then... So That's there, awesome. So Replay has... Three... One, two, four bars, four separate bars around the whole area. Um, and each bar offered like two of the badges. So you had to go uh, around the bar okay. and do your gyms, like face the gym leader. <laughs> oh, I just imagine now your friends like walking up there. Yeah, I just got, the, I don't remember what they were called, the stone badge or something like that. Uh, I remember because Brock was like yeah. one. He had, his character was Onyx and it was so hard to beat in Game Boy Yeah. Color. yeah. Oh my god! I almost took out my Game Boy Color oh, the other no. day. You almost what? I almost took my Game Boy Color out the other day to play I, it. Oh, I thought like to throw out. Oh, oh hell no. no! I was like, no. Dude, I got. All right, I'm sorry, mom. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I'm putting my mom on the spot. So no. I had a great collection of Nintendo 64 games. Oh no! <laughs> I already know where this is going. <laughs> Game Boy Color games. Like all the classics from all the Pokemons to the Super Smash Bros, the James Bonds, the Star Wars, all that stuff. And this is this sounds bad on me. <laughs> my mom got rid of it. I think she gave it to like a hospital for kids. Oh, it was in my closet for a couple of years because uh-huh. I didn't play it. I think Xbox was around. I was really into Halo. Mm-hmm. So I've had to like over time get my games back. You know, not my actual ones, but you know, it's just not the same. Oh, it's not the same, you oh, know. <laughs> Sorry, mom. It was a good cause. I'm not. I don't hold any grudges, but. <laughs> um, but Pokemon was the best. That was probably one of my favorite pop-ups too. Yeah. The Pokemon one. Yeah. We also had a. Oh yeah, going to the Pokemon all over the bar. We had a, a sheet where it had all the Pokemon on it, and each Pokemon in the bar had a number by it. So if you write down the numbers for each Pokemon, all of them, you get like a like a two free cocktails or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really made it like you're like a Pokemon trainer going yeah. out. Oh my God, by the end, people I'm fucking. The, the Replay had to put a statement out saying, please don't do all <laughs> eight gym badges at once. Oh, so to do a gym badge, you had to take a shot. 
Oh, <laughs> boy. So you take the shot, and then you get a little badge on a little card, and then you put a... It was a sticker, so you put a sticker on it, okay. and then when you fill it all up, you get a prize. I forgot what the prize was, but... Um, yeah, they had to tell people to not do all eight at once. <laughs> and there yeah. was one day where we were there. We we also sold art there. We made fan art oh, with Pokemon, cool. so we had a little setup. This guy literally got all of them, put it in a line, and he just did them. <laughs> I'm going and to he was fine the, the rest best. of the night, which was crazy. <laughs> the best there ever yeah. was. <laughs> By the end of it, he's yeah. a Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> That's uh, that's dangerous, actually. Yeah. They put at least the disclaimer out there because like mm-hmm. people are competitive. The alpha is probably pretty good. It's just nostalgic. Um, did you ever play the Pokemon Go game at all? A little when it came yeah. out, yeah. Yeah. Did you like it or was it kind of? I a, thought it was fine. Yeah. I just didn't like that you. I, I don't know how it is now, but I didn't like that you couldn't fight other trainers like how uh, it was in the old games. Yeah. Because I really missed the like. You have a list of attacks. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you choose what. Yeah. And then like oh this person did or this Pokemon like paralyzed you now you gotta like do this Mm -hmm. Uh, i really missed that and i wish that game had that so was it really only you against the wild creatures yeah but you didn't even battle them you would just like swipe a pokeball and hope it catches and that's it really yeah again i don't know how it is now yeah but that's how it was at the time wow do you play any other video games uh right now (laughs) warzone (laughs) okay yeah nice um that's probably my main game right now I used to be a big gamer in high school. Now, not so much because I got work to do. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have as much time, but I still like to, at least every night, just to sit back and mm-hmm. play something. With Warzone, I have like, now I have like two teams that I play with. So okay. like, whoever's available, we'll be like, yeah, let's get some games in. Nice. So it's online. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I've been kind of leaning more into getting more open to games again. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that game and it would just be a good way to stay connected with yeah. them. Because I think, is Warzone Call of Duty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're on. Yeah. But Call of Duty was always the hardest for me because it was like, you can obviously say, change the sensitivity triggers. Mm-hmm. But I just remember like Halo, you can kind of like be right next to the head and you'd still get them. Mm-hmm. But Call of Duty, you got to like. Oh, them. yeah. That it, was hard. They really pushed the realism. Yeah, and people <laughs> are camouflaged in it. Whereas in Fortnite, you could see someone hopping. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gears of War was another hard mm-hmm. one for me. Cause that was oh, like, I love Gears of War. Like brutish characters mm-hmm. and they all had different handles i guess last night i just saw this trailer for this new game and i was like <gasps> so you're basically an astronaut realistic this is all realistic looking um and they had gameplay for it too so mm-hmm. i was really impressed you're a you're an astronaut and you have like these space weapons and you're literally and it looks have you seen gravity the movie gravity oh no. uh was that where sandra bullock yeah falls back down to earth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um it looks like that like you're like on a like outside a station and it's blowing up in slow motion and like teams fighting each other flowing around i was like (gasps) oh (laughs) i was like that looks fine yeah you know that like they're really creative people and they're like let's have astronauts guns shoot out in space (laughs) (laughs) yeah where this is something that's never been done before yeah (laughs) like i like that they're like kind of thinking outside the box like they combine these two things together will it be fun Right, right. I love when you can sense the good group of humans mm-hmm. behind a project. So we just talked about video games and uh, comic book. That was another thing I want to ask you. Have you ever done a comic book? I have. I did one for Res. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I did that one. I did a little horror one when I was still in school. Um, and then some couple panels. I, don't, I haven't really done comics that much mm-hmm. recently. Um, not that I don't hate them or anything. It's just I've kind of started loving doing animation yeah um so like again with freelancing kind of it, it's always switching and right. changing 
but yeah, comics are fun. I like reading them. <laughs> comics are cool. Yeah. Comics are nice. Silver Surfer is my favorite. Oh, character. nice. Just because like, he has the power cosmic and he has the complex of like Norman Red, but also Silver Surfer. And he's just like, what am I doing with my life? I never heard someone say him. That's awesome. He is a cool yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got so many cool powers. And like he was like, what's his name? Galactic's fucking side man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> helping him destroy universes. Yeah. Did you see the movie? The old one? The old so, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four? Yeah. yeah I, I am so sad that they didn't ever really bring him back. But I have hope because I feel like what's the next uh, wave has... Uh, aren't they trying to bring back Fantastic Four? Uh, I know that... I'm pretty sure that Marvel owns them again. Yeah. So they could definitely be brought back into yeah. the MC, which would be great because I always love the Fantastic Four. Not yeah. the most recent one that they did. Yeah. Um, but the first two I really like because... They were just fun. I was a kid, so they yeah. were great. <laughs> yeah, there is something nostalgic yeah. about that. I'm afraid to go back and watch older movies from those times because they were so good at that time, you know? But you don't know if they're going to be as, yeah, as good like, now. The veil will be pulled from yeah. the <laughs> And just like CGI and everything. Yeah. Um, would you ever get into, or maybe what do you think about uh, Oculuses and like virtual reality? Uh, have you tried reality? one before? I've tried one, and the two or three things, uh, I, won't, I won't go that deep. There was two things. One, the gameplay. I played this one game where you got your two toggle things, uh-huh. and every time you would move, the guys would move. Yeah, yeah. And that one freaked me the fuck <laughs> out because like you'll turn your head really fast, and that makes it move closer. <laughs> that one's fucked up. So that was amazing because it fucked with my emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the second thing I did, which is cool, which I think is like another frontier for us artists, is like they gave you like this opportunity to create in three dimensions like, yeah, i've heard about that yeah. that was amazing to think about if you got really good at that mm-hmm. that could be like yeah your visual like, augmented reality artist you know the oculus is really really cool uh, my buddy has it and he has a gaming pc so he can run all those games mm-hmm. and uh have you played the one with uh, i think it's called beat saber where it's you have like two lightsabers and you have to break boxes I saw my roommate play that once, and it's so funny because yeah. uh, does it have music that goes along with mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because yeah. you're just like we're just watching him. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Though. Yeah, it's that's that game is so, fun. and you get so tired. Yeah, which is cool about the Oculus because or just VR games in general that you it's like an exercise. Yeah, oh yeah, and then I saw there was actually at the mall right over here in Orland mm-hmm. Park there is like a virtual reality store. And there's like four or five different stations in there where one's like you get in like a jetpack type thing and you put the glasses on and like, oh. like playing a jetpack <laughs> game. There's one that's like, I think zombies. There's another one that's like a race car and it's on hydraulics. It's like a little corner <laughs> store, but it's got dope shit in there. I've never tried it just because like it's kind of a, I just walked in there and like, you want to pay however much to do this? But it looks amazing. Yeah. It kind of makes me dizzy though. When I, yeah. I was like in space in this last one I tried, and like I was like, yeah, I felt like I was getting sick. There, there are some games that there was one where it's I forgot what it was called, but it's an it's like a full on first person game, but in VR. So like you walk around a whole map and you look and everything, Whoa. and it's that got me dizzy. I was like, this is it. Just it feels it's like something I wasn't accustomed to. No, yeah, it's like because that was my first time ever playing with the Oculus. I was like, this is so. This is really cool, but I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's kind of scary to think. Uh, I mean, maybe not scary because maybe it'll get better. It will get better over time. Mm-hmm. But kids that are growing going to grow up with that, they're just going to 
probably have those type of goggles on their face yeah. for just life in general mm-hmm. and their perceptions won't like ready player one have you seen that movie no. ready player one no basically what happens they're uh like society got into this one vr game so much that like the real world is like like apocalyptic not necessarily apocalyptic but it's like trashy and everyone's mm-hmm. poor and everyone is like there's like the economy is broken and everything but then these people play this game and in the game you can be whoever you want wow. you can like make your avatar super powerful and like everyone just there's like people who just stay in the game that's like yeah. what the whole movie is do you get downloaded into the game or is the game happening in like do i walk outside and play the game or am i in so that was the the one weird thing about the movie that they they didn't really establish the rules too much but essentially like you it's just like an oculus where like you put the goggles on uh, and then you can walk around and play in this role you don't have to necessarily be walking around you can just mm-hmm. be in a room and just have your controls okay and like okay. there's like a suit that they put on so they can feel yeah. things. so like they get into like the sexual part of like vr and right. then like the violence so like if you get shot like you feel it well, you don't die but like yeah. it hurts um i see that in reality now I've yeah i've seen different like <laughs> clips of people getting like their hands linked up to their controllers and like <laughs> it's It'd be amazing for the people that are seeking that out. Yeah, <laughs> my brain is almost like, I'll try that all out. Out, but yeah, I don't know if I'll ever dive in. No. Um, it kind of reminds me of Avatar, like when you just yeah. plug your mm-hmm. thing into the <laughs> thing you're flying with yeah. and you just have this connection. Ugh, ugh, because that's so like, literally, like you're living. You're a living creature. You're yeah. an avatar. Yeah, like, I love that movie. That's such a good movie. Or like, have you have you read The Illustrated Man? um that's uh probably the only book i've ever read in school that i really liked okay um it's about this guy who meets this guy who has tattoos all over him i think like the guy was like driving out to some town he meets up at a restaurant or like outside a gas station um and he's he sees this guy with the tattoos and he's like what what do these tattoos mean he's like i'll show you and then the tattoos start moving and then each tattoo on his body is a different sci-fi story Oh. Um and like one of them was about these kids who have this room in their house where the whole room is a virtual reality space. So oh. they go in there and then it like it'll show them like like in Africa. And th- there's like a lion like in the distance eating something. And then the parents start to get worried that the kids are in the the room too much. This is a short story about it. There's like yeah. a ton of stories in this book. Okay. Um and then yeah, the parents are freaking out that these kids are like into this so much. And then the parent, I, f- I forgot how the story goes, but basically the whole the whole thing at the end is that the virtual reality got so real that it was starting to physically affect them and yeah. that the line was eating the kids' parents. Like oh. in the VR oh. <laughs> in the VR room. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like this Whoa. is a great book. <laughs> What's the next story about? <laughs> so it's like one book with hella short stories yeah. in there. Yeah, nice. it's Ray Bradbury. Have you heard of Ray Bradbury? Yeah, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, yeah. same guy. <laughs> nice. So he probably wrote that back in time. Yeah. And Whoa. He has like a story in there about like a nuclear bomb going off. He has them about like these space travelers who go to this Ooh. planet that never stops raining. Uh. And it's like, and that one's really cool too because like it talks about how these like space soldiers are in this planet and they go crazy because they can't avoid the rain and it's mm. just constantly raining on them. So it messes with their psych, and I was like, "This is this is so good." <laughs> Damn, I wonder if that guy was on drugs Probably. or just caffeine all the time. That's amazing. <laughs> what do you think? Do you have? Do you believe in some conspiracies? Do you 
how do you think about conspiracies in ge- conspiracies in general i mean there could be truth to some mm-hmm. um i feel like most probably aren't <laughs> right but i guess i mean maybe with like aliens that one probably has a little more plausibility maybe not in like the literal sense of like green men walking yeah. around but like definitely things out there and mm. maybe there's some sort of some events that have happened where like they intertwine yeah maybe not even intentionally mm-hmm. um are you a spiritual man at all uh yeah i'd say i'm catholic not practicing but i was yeah. raised catholic okay so. <clears throat> nice so like are angels and demons and things like that in your like sense of being i guess or more just like connection to a higher God? Probably connection to a higher God, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I like, uh, I was raised Catholic. I never really believed it. Mm-hmm. I kind of believed it when I was first growing up, but then I kind of got introduced to different things. And it's kind of, I've learned, this is, this doesn't like get subscribed to any dogma, this concept, I mm-hmm. think, but it's something I learned. But it's the like concept of uh, ascended masters. So like each religion has like this like, human that embodies god and is able to teach god's word in like a way that those people at that time could understand it like jesus buddha yeah whoever else but i really i really enjoyed that idea of like they kind of break it down where it's like this higher source of energy Mm -hmm. is so powerful that it can take concentrated energy and put it into a body and like it's kind of makes you feel like you are connected to it i always like that idea of it it's it's that that's kind of stuff is so intriguing to me because like when i think of religion like i don't think it happened literally in how it's written in the bible um that's just how the people at the time interpreted it right and like they didn't have technology they didn't have all the things that we see now we see flying oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) like we see planes and like we've gone to the moon and all that like they're they're just they don't even know what's on the other side of the planet yeah so like all these things that happen there are just I feel like our interpretations mm-hmm. of things that did happen that we probably won't ever know how they really happened True. because the only documentation we have is uh, what's left behind. Yeah, what's left behind, and it it's was, also kind of like a biased interpretation too uh, with the people who wrote the Bible. So True. <clears throat> yeah, there was a really good uh, guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, mm-hmm. and he was a scientist who went around like searching for where did religion start Mm -hmm. and uh i haven't read the book but like he made a very compelling case and it sounds like he dedicated 13 years of his life almost got divorced because of his work (laughs) but um he talks about like how he would go to these ancient temples or like sacred spaces where ceremonies were held and he would find residue of certain like psychedelics kind of like uh marijuana psilocybin and like even like cinnamon and turmeric all these different like spices and herbs and that's where he feels like maybe that's where um some of these visions of like a higher power came from and it was very interesting just to learn about because i feel like when you see like in mexico there's these temples that were built that are aligned to the stars and then you go to egypt and you see there's these temples built aligned Mm -hmm. to the stars but then you find these altars that have these substances there maybe there is some type of messages yeah that we learn from plants for us to bring back to this world you know like yeah like there is i would say that there is pretty compelling evidence that there's something that we don't understand that was happening back in that and like especially civilizations that disappeared like how will we ever know what they were dealing with they could have been more advanced than us and we never would have known yeah um so yeah so like that stuff about like seeing similar structures around the planet 
of people who've never met mm -hmm. at the time. It's like that there's something, something happened. <laughs> yeah. I like to believe yeah. that too. And it's just cool. Cause like they were so connected to the spiritual, maybe they only lived 30 or 40 years mm -hmm. because of, you know, disease, but they were just so connected to the spiritual life that they literally thought, I'm sure you probably know all this. Like cats are like the guardians of the spirit realm for humans, you know. So like, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, pharaohs would keep them around because they would like ward off evil spirits. And it's like they also believe the the purring of the cat had the certain hearts to help like heal their like structure of their DNA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane stuff. And like the hieroglyphics are so like well thought out and placed and just iconic symbols just in general. Yeah, like. I think humans are, we are almost, I feel, this is what I think right now, maybe it'll change in the future, but like we're a species that is experiencing amnesia and mm -hmm. we're like getting back to it. But what's weird is now we have this technology. So like, I don't know if we've ever had technology in this sense before, but we are coming to this like singularity of like integrating it into our body. Because you, have you heard of uh, the Neuralink by uh, Elon Musk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about Joe Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's where I that's, feel like we're heading, like the integration of yeah. it all. So we are like experiencing amnesia in a spiritual sense, but now we're integrating this technology, and it's like, yeah. how is that going to influence our spiritual mm -hmm. presence? Maybe that was like a thing back then, but they did it differently. Mm. And now, mm. like, like how you're saying, like how we're restarting ourselves. Right. Maybe this is like our way of refinding that. Yeah. Process again. Do you think, uh, like? How do I want to word this? Do you feel like your body holds memories? Like we're cells made up of planets. Like Ghost in the Shell? I don't know oh. what it is. Oh. Oh. It's an anime. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was something I want to ask you about too. <laughs> Animes? Any animes you like? Oh, Akira, by the way. Shout out to Akira. Akira. One of the greatest animated movies. Animated movies, not just an anime. <laughs> I, think, I think I've seen that one. It's it's the uh with Tetsuo in Canada with the red motorcycle. Oh no, maybe I haven't oh. seen it. It's like the one movie that brought cyberpunk into the mainstream. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Akira. Akira, yeah. Okay. I highly recommend it. It gets super crazy and fucked up, and Whoa. it's awesome. Movie or series? Movie. Oh, okay. So you can just sit through it and be done with it. Full all story. Right. <laughs> it's <All> great. Right. <laughs> um, and it's all hand-drawn animated. Damn. So when you watch that, just think about that and be like, wow, they actually like did this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Ghost in the Shell, that's another. It's kind of like Akira where it's like a cyberpunky type movie um but that's like about these people who their conscious becomes data mm. so you can transfer consciousness around Whoa. so like people's bodies die but their conscious keeps living so like all the rich people they have their conscience and then like if if they die they they can just upload it to another body and then yeah. they're back to being themselves even though they're not that's also kind of like ultra carbon the movie it's a show on netflix okay um which was heavily inspired by ghost in the shell but like yeah like wow. there's like like people can hack into other people and like the whole movie's about like the government hacking into um no someone was hacking into the government um and then there's these like soldiers who like fight off and it's really cool <laughs> yeah, i'm happy that there's been so many cool references in here i love you having these conversations too because like we're both artists and like you got your brain going off in these worlds and like i'm going off in these worlds we're working it's like you ever get the looks from people when you talk about it they're like yeah okay bud <laughs> chill out man I, I think i i know what which people i can talk to about that yeah right 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 <laughs> um tight well we got pretty far we got a good oh, chunk of 
Like we're only halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> we're halfway to singularity here. Um, but if you have anything you want to plug or where people can find you, what you got going on next, or anything you just want to promote yeah. or shout out, I'm passing you the mic. Um, so you can all find me. I don't know which camera. <laughs> um, at at Calindris Art, C-O-L-I-N-D-R-E-S-A-R-T. Uh, that's the same handle for all my social media sites. So if you want to go on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, I don't have a project for say to plug right now. Okay. Um, but I'm always posting like new murals, new art, new. I'm trying. I'm trying to really get into animation. So you can find some animations on my on my page as well. Awesome. Um, yep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I have one more question for yeah. you. Do you have a spirit animal? Do I have a spirit animal? Yeah. Or. If you had to choose to be an animal, Ooh. Would be? I mean, I love penguins. Really? <laughs> okay. I want to make a penguin on one of those. Oh, on the yeah. white one. Yeah. <laughs> a cool penguin. All right. That's a question I want to start asking people. Hey. So you're the first person I know of. Um, what's your spirit animal? Yeah. What's your spirit animal? <laughs> For me, I have loved animals. So many animals. But the only one I've ever really felt, felt connected to was a frog. I did like oh, a, okay. In college, I did like a past life regression meditation mm -hmm. like there was no substances evolved i was literally just like very like eating clean having lemon detoxing my body mm -hmm. drinking water meditating all the time so then after about a couple months of doing that i just sat in my room for like an hour and a half and like you did the you did the process and i became a frog <laughs> I was like, literally a frog in a frog body on like a lily patty it was a hot day and i like was in this frog body and I looked up and I saw birds and bugs and that's how I figured out I was a frog and that's the only time I've ever felt like connected to a frog <laughs> nice. um so yeah thank you for if you made it all the way through thank you very much because this was a great one this is not my favorite one because like Megan's was really good too but like this was awesome this was Ooh. we can keep going but yeah <laughs> we could keep going but it's we already so go long all day <laughs> But I'm sure you'll be back. Oh, I'll love to come back. Thank you for coming so much. Yeah, go support him. Find this on YouTube. You. Um, we're going to be on Spotify and Apple soon. And if you're listening on this, it's already on Spotify. Good shit. Thank you so much for supporting. And yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. We'll see you in the future. Yes, you will. <laughs> Peace.